everyone, welcome to episode 114, The Compound Effect. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So I feel very guilty because one of my favorite books I haven't even told you about yet. What is going on? I read this book in 2013. Like my brain was just hurting as I was reading. I was like, OMG, are you kidding me right now? It just kind of simplified everything because a lot of times when we're going after a goal, we try to do all the things. We try to do the seven Fs of ULA all at once. Our faith and our fitness and our finances and our field and have more fun and have more friends and have more. It just gets a little overwhelming. So what we talk about on the podcast is focusing on one area. And people always ask me, what area should I choose, Kelly? And I always say, the one that you think about the most before you go to bed, when you're waking up, in your messaging to yourself, what is that area that kind of keeps you up at night and you have the most spinning thoughts about? The reason why I want you to focus on this area first is because when you tackle this area or you go all in in that area, what happens is the other areas that are still stressful and still causing you some angst, they will get lighter and fluffier by osmosis. It will happen organically because how you do one thing is how you do all the things. So there's a lot of overlap. And if you've ever heard the saying, a rising tide lifts all the boats, which I love that saying, and I looked it up on the Googles, and it's talking about the economy and how it's gonna benefit all people. And I didn't know that. I just thought it meant more like we rise in helping others, which is another great quote. And I looked on the Googles to find the official meaning of the saying, and it was said by JFK, who knew? So you learn something new every day. And so when you focus on one area and you go all in on the one that's giving you the most angst, it's almost like you ever heard the saying, I'm going to eat the frog. If you have a lot of tasks in front of you, always do the hardest one first. Because what happens is that gives you momentum to do the little things that are easier, but it gives you that momentum and that energy, so to speak, to complete the other tasks. So if you have a lot of chores in the house to do, so to speak, choose your least favorite chore first. So if you have to empty the dishwasher, fold some laundry, and mop the floors, let's just say those are your three. Out of those three, choose the one that you don't like the most and go all in on that one first because it will give you the momentum and the energy to do the other ones. Like, oh, I did that. So it's almost like you rip off the bandaid. So when my kids have tasks to do, I'm like, which one's the hardest? Eat the frog first. And then I will tell them, I have all these tasks to do. And they'll say, well, which is your frog? And I'm like, "Uh, I think it's probably the dishwasher. So I do the dishwasher first as an example. So you always want to model and embody that for the kids of you eating the frog because life isn't very easy. And so the more that we can model that for our kids, that it's hard for us too, just in different areas, it might be hard for us to manage the house. For them, it might be hard for them to manage their room or their laundry or their homework or all the after-school activities they have going on or different friends, whatever it is. It's in proportion to what age they are and it's completely normal. 
So we're always teaching them about different life hacks and different strategies that you use, not from a place of look at me, I'm teaching you, but more from a place of modeling and getting those lessons in the back door by talking about how they apply in your life. So The Compound Effect is a book written by Darren Hardy, and it is so flippin' good. He also wrote another book called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. So if you have your own business, if you work for yourself, if you're an entrepreneur, it is so good. He's the one that came up with the term that you hear a lot on our podcast called get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. That is true when you're building a business, you're having more fun in your marriage, when you're gonna try to stop yelling, when you're trying to get your house organized, when you try to balance the budget, focusing on your finances, whatever it is, you have to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable because in that discomfort, the strength is built in the struggle. Our brains don't like that. We understand that when we're little, like I was talking about last week with Lily doing her handstands all over the house, and I see her getting better and better and better, and it's because of the compound effect. Now, the compound effect was developed by Darren Hardy, and there's an incredible book written about it. So I'm gonna give you the cliff notes, and if it's something that piques your interest, check the book out. Get it on audio, and your mind will be blown. It's so simple, but it's so difficult at the same time. So he talks about the compound effect can be applied to all areas of life, and it can work positively or negatively in your life. His formula for the compound effect is your choices plus your behavior plus your habits plus time equals the compound effect. So it's always the little itty bitty choices. It's not the big ones. We think it is, so then our brain gets overwhelmed and confused and then it takes no action. But it's in the little things. Another favorite quote is, my name is consistency. I'm related to success. We should hang out more than every once in a while. Now that, my friend, is why people don't get results in whatever they're trying to go after. Because when it's new, the brain's like, eh, I'm out. This is too hard. And they tap out. And so when you build consistency before you see the results and you do it for something other than the results, like the results can be kind of like in the back of your mind or they can be off in the distance. But what are you doing every day to get to that goal, to achieve that result that you want? If it's weight loss, if it's running a marathon, if it's writing a book, if it's learning how to do handstands, if it's trying to have a more organized house, what the book teaches us is that you want to take whatever that is, break it down into smaller steps, and know that consistency matters more than the results because the discipline that you learn and you earn through doing those small things every day, all of a sudden, you've lost 20 pounds. You don't lose 20 pounds, you lose one pound 20 times or you lose a half a pound 40 times. That's much easier for the brain to kind of absorb. Like, oh, okay, I can lose a half a pound 40 times. But if you say I have to lose 20 pounds, the brain's like, eh, I'm out. We haven't had results before. Why would it be different this time? So then when you go to do the thing and you do the workouts, and let's say you worked out for five days in a row, and that's really hard. That's consistency. You're like, yes, I'm doing it. And then the scale doesn't move. Then the brain says, see, I told you, and they stop. The biggest reason why I see people not getting whatever the goal is, whether it's weight loss, having more fun with their kids, in their marriage, an organized house, building a business, is because they go and they go and they go and they go because they're so hungry for the result. And when the result doesn't come fast enough, which it won't, whenever you're in a hurry, it will never, ever come on time. So when they don't get the result, they think that they're doing something wrong, something's wrong with them, it's not meant to be, their hormones are out of whack, they're not meant to build a business, they're just gonna always be yelling at their kids, they're always gonna feel like a roommate with their spouse, their house is always gonna be a mess. That's what the brain says, like, yeah, that was a lot of effort, let's just stop doing that, let's just coast. 
But then the heart's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We were going after that goal. We were doing great. What happened? The brain's like, eh, no, we're not going to do that. Because when you have that consistency over time, it becomes more habitual, like brushing your teeth or putting on your deodorant. When you forget to put on your deodorant for the day, do you just throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, ah, I fell off the horse. I'm never going to wear deodorant again. If you forget to brush your teeth, do you say, ah, I'm just going to give up brushing my teeth. There's no horse to fall off when you don't brush your teeth or you don't put on deodorant for the day. Guess what you do? Next time it's time to brush your teeth, next time it's time to put on the deodorant, you put it on. You don't even think twice about it. So the same thing works when you're going after that goal, whatever it is, because the prize is in the process. The joy is in the journey. When you love the journey and you love the consistency and the confidence that comes from showing up for yourself, then the result will come organically and it will come a lot faster. Because yes, it's on your mind, but it's not the only thing that's driving your results. It's not the only thing that's creating that report card of success. Instead of, I will feel successful when I lose the 20 pounds, it's I will feel successful when I keep promises to myself and work out for 30 minutes a day four days a week or five days a week or two days a week, whatever it is that you make as your goal and as your schedule, so to speak, keeping that schedule is more important than the actual workout because in that moment, you have consistency, you have momentum, and you will also lose it. It will never be a perfect journey, so to speak. You might get sick. You might go on vacation. A lot of times people email me like, I I yelled at my kids at dinner tonight. I fell off the horse. And then they're just like, ah, throw the baby out with the bathwater. No big deal. And it's funny because David works in finance and he's, he's a finance major and had his master's from USF Go Bulls. And when we were first married, we were trying to save for in vitro because it is it's $15,000. And this is in 2001 when we didn't have $15,000 in the bank and we didn't want to go into debt over it. And so we were very, very cautious and very frugal, so to speak, in our living. And so like, I remember saying, well, let's get HBO. It's only, you know, $4.99 a month or whatever it was. And he's like, yeah, this is $60 a year. It was immediate how he did the compound effect of what it would be over the year. And that's just an example. So we always joke about like, if I say, oh, I'm going to buy that pack of gum. Oh, well, if you buy a pack of gum every week, you know, and it's a dollar for the pack of gum, that's $52 you spent in the year. And so that's a silly example of the compound effect, but that's the simple version of the compound effect. And so when you have the interruptions, so to speak, like vacation, getting sick, or your kids are sick, or your gym is closed, or your workout didn't stream, or it was raining, whatever it is, you're going to lose some of that momentum. And so instead of saying, I've lost all the momentum, I'm never going to put it on deodorant again, I'm never going to brush my teeth again, and you're just like, oh, that's part of the human experience. And there's no horse to get back on because there is no horse. There's no wagon to hop back on because there is no wagon. There's no wagon to fall off. There's no horse to fall off. And people ask me all the time, how do you build confidence within yourself? And I will say the best way to build confidence within yourself is to make promises and make a plan and then keep that promise. And when you don't, you give yourself grace and compassion because you don't expect perfection. Yesterday we were at the, Grady's really into going to the driving range after school. And we went to a new golf course because we were trying different ones out and which driving range does he like better. And so we went to this new one and they said, oh, our machine's not working. So you put the coins in. I wanted 40 balls. He said, do you want small or large bucket of balls? And I said, well, what's a small and what's a large? And he said, a small is 40 and a large is 80 balls. And I said, oh, okay, I'll do the 40. And so he gives me, he says, our machine isn't working because it's really cool at driving range now. I don't know if this has always been this way, but a couple that we've been to, you punch in a code and then you put a basket underneath this like, it looks like an ice machine. And then all of these golf balls pop out and they just fall right in the basket. It's pretty cool. So he said, our machine is broken. 
where you can't punch in the code. So we're doing uh, tokens instead. So he gives me two tokens. And I thought it was like a vending machine. You know, if I want to Diet Coke for 50 cents, I'm going to have to put in both coins and then the Diet Coke will come out. So I said, oh, okay, great. So I figured the two coins was going to equal 40. So I put the first token in, but I didn't have the basket in place yet because I thought you had to put both in. And then by the time I, because Grady had one and I had one. So I put the first one in and I thought, after he put his in, the basket needed to be underneath. So I put mine in. And I said, okay, get the basket. We'll put it underneath to catch the balls. Well, apparently that token was for 20 balls. And all of a sudden, out shoots 20 balls. It was like I Love Lucy when she can't keep up with the assembly line. And Grady's worst emotion, his, wor- his hardest tricky emotion for him is embarrassment. There is nothing... And I've asked him, I'm like, what is the hardest emotion for you? He's like, I said, if you, if you could choose one tricky emotion to never feel again, what would it be? And he's like, oh, embarrassment for sure. He does not like to be embarrassed. And he got so mad at me because he was so embarrassed. I can't believe it. He thought I was like pranking him because we're always pranking each other. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like trying to get, he's, he went straight to red. He was so humiliated and embarrassed because literally there was 20 golf balls. And when they shot out of this ice machine, they didn't just like lay there. They started bouncing all over the parking lot. They started going all over and it was like, oh, oh, you know, and he's like getting the balls and he's so upset and he's in the red zone. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So I had a big talk with him. I'm like, we don't do perfection in our family. Remember? Like grace and compassion, grace and compassion. Do you think I did that on purpose? This is the first time I ever used the tokens. So you want your kids to see you messing up as much as possible and how you manage that and how you handle that. And so when you're consistent with showing that day in and day out, when they have that happen to them, they're going to be able to give that gift to themselves of grace and compassion. Because we're like, we're B minus. If I were to beat myself up, I'm like, I can't believe I'm so dumb. Because it was a pretty dumb thing to do. Kind of like getting the, the warning from the police officer. Dumb move, but I'm not a dumb person. Big mistake, but I'm not a mistake. So you can see the compound effect pretty easily when you're talking about money, when you're talking about weight, when you're talking about doing a workout, like when I was training for the marathon. The marathon itself is actually very easy because the three to five months leading up to it is where the consistency needs to happen. When you've ever seen those couch to 5Ks schedules, they don't just say jump off the couch and run a 5K. There is a three to four month of consistent, slow and steady, not slow like bad, but steady eddy energy. That slow and steady energy is what wins the race. Not slow like something's gone wrong, but that consistency. Just like when Lily's trying to learn how to hit the volleyball over her overhand serve. Remember, it started as underhand, couldn't get it over. Then it moved into underhand with a heavier ball. Then it moved to overhand. It just keeps going and it's like stages. And she's not beating herself up because she's not getting whatever it is, whatever the task is. I see Grady's spelling words this year versus last year in fifth grade. I'm like, whoa, hey now. But he needed that foundation to be able to spell the words that he's studying now. Just like you need that foundation of the walk to run, the walk to the first lake, the walk to the second lake, then run to the third lake. You need that consistency and that compound effect. And all of a sudden you're running a 5K and people are like, how did you do it? It Has nothing to do with the 5K. That is the end result. It's everything that went into behind the scenes, the invisible hours, like my friend Chelsea talks about. If you're building a business online and you want to work for yourself, it's the most freeing job on the planet because you have time freedom. You can work from home. You can work from the beach. You can work from anywhere. But there are a lot of invisible hours that lead up to having that time freedom. Because when you first start, you don't even know how to manage your time. So if you don't know how to manage your time, how are you going to have time freedom? When everyone talks about losing weight, when you want to lose weight, 
no one wants to have a lose weight fast scheme. No one wants to have some gimmick, but everybody wants to lose weight fast. No one wants a get rich quick scheme, but everybody wants to get rich quick. And when you know that there is no sprint to the finish line, that it has to come from consistency, day in and day out, whatever you planned and whatever you scheduled, then all of a sudden you have a six-figure business or you've lost 20 pounds or you've run a marathon or you've run a 5K or you have more harmony with your kids or all of a sudden you have this light and fluffy energy with your spouse, not because of date night. Date nights once a week, once a month, those are great, but it's the little decisions made for connection that compound over time. And he talks about in the book, watch what happens to a penny over 30 days. So on day one, you have a penny. And if it doubles, on day two, it'll be two cents. On day three, it'll be four cents. On day four, it'll be eight cents. And you can see the pattern of what's happening. When you're done at day 31, and after 31 days, it's over $10 million. So the consistency you can see with a penny doubling over 31 days turns into $10 million. Like what? That's wild. So he talks about up in your diet and what you're eating and your nutrition, your investments, your relationships. He says eating 250 calories extra a day doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds up to 91,250 over the year and 456,000 extra calories over five years. But the same could go if you're reducing your daily intake by 250 calories a day. Over a year, you've taken away 91,250 calories in a year. And reducing your intake if you're overeating by 250 calories, that's 456,000 fewer calories over five years. And I remember my coach telling me, he's like, Kelly, when you're starting a business, you work a lot for a little in the beginning. And then you, as you grow, as you develop, as you evolve, you work a little for a lot. And I remember this analogy that Darren talks about in the book. He says, it's like when you're pushing a snowball up a hill, it takes so much time, so much hard work, so much belief, so much effort, so much grit, because you don't have big mo on your side. You don't have momentum on your side. You don't have motivation on your side. And when you do it over and over and over and over and over, because you're trying to support it, you're trying to push it up, you're trying to encourage it up, you're trying to inspire it up, and it takes a lot of effort. But when you hit that peak and you've created this huge snowball, you're gonna be pushing the snowball downhill more like you're trying to catch it versus all the effort in the beginning. And one of my favorite quotes from the book, he says, small, seemingly insignificant steps completed consistently over time will create a radical difference. Whatever that is that you're going after, consistency is the secret because people always ask me, Kelly, what's the secret? What's the secret? What's the secret to all the things that they ask me about? whatever area they want success in the seven Fs. And I always come back with the secret superpower is consistency because you're not gonna know what to do in the beginning of whatever you're learning how to do. And that is normal. Just like Lily doesn't know how to do a handstand, but after practicing for 15, 20 minutes a day, she's really doing well in a handstand. Now she's trying to learn how to walk with her handstand. And he says the real cost of a $4 a day coffee habit over 20 years is $51,833.79. That's the power of the compound effect. Now, does that mean not to have coffee? No, but it puts things in perspective when you're going after the goal that it's not about what you're doing. It's about consistency in what you're doing because in the what you're doing, you're gonna tweak it. You're gonna become better. You're gonna see what works. You're like, oh, try that. That didn't work. Oh, try that. That didn't work. Oh, try that. That did work. 
And your belief in yourself is so strong that you know the confidence comes from the consistency. And then when the result happens, this is the super cool part. When the result happens, it's kind of anticlimactic. It's kind of like, wah, wah, is that it? Because you don't get to the goal and say, oh, I'm going to give up now. Because you've built up so much momentum in that snowball, so to speak. And then when you do get sick, have the vacation, not feel well, it's raining for your run, whatever it is, it's NBD. It's no big deal. Just like if you've ever missed a day of deodorant putting on, you don't just freak out and beat yourself up and I can't believe it. I'm so inconsistent. And I said I was going to put deodorant on. I did. It's like NBD, B minus, baby. You put it on the next time or you put it on when you get home or you go to the store and buy some, but you don't treat it like a morality issue. Like there's something wrong with you and you have bad character or you're lazy or you're a procrastinator and it's all my mom's fault. It's all my dad's fault. I shouldn't have been the third born. I should have been the first born. I should have been the middle born. It's my ex-husband's fault, whatever it is. Then you're giving all your power to the parents or your ex-spouse or the order in which you were born. So check out the book. He's written a couple. He taught me all about time management too, which is awesome. And this book really opened, I've heard him speak twice now and leaving you with one of my favorites, his quotes, which there's so many of them. He says, everything in your life exists because you first made a choice about something. Each choice started a behavior that became a habit. And when you have a habit, you will have consistency because you don't really think about it so much. It's still not easy, but it becomes more simple, if that makes sense. Because you have the mind chatter, but the mind chatter comes along with you versus the mind chatter stopping you. So check out the book and let me know your biggest takeaways were, and I promise you'll love the book. And it'll make you, whatever goal you're going after, it'll make it that much easier and that much more empowering to go after the goal. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.